This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime today, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Well, aren't am I not supposed to say uh, I don't know? But uh, joking aside, I'm doing all right, Jared. How about you? I'm not doing too bad. You know, it's a long day of baseball. Got up at I, I got to the field at eight thirty today. And decided I'm just gonna stay there till five o'clock because we had a game. Stayed there till five. Went to another practice I had to go to from five to seven. Came quickly back home for a first slow pitch softball game of the season. Hit a bomb, absolute tank. Other than that, didn't play very well. But I hit a bomb, so there's that. When it it's comes. all that matters in slow pitch softball. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and it wasn't a solo shot. I think. Were you were you messing with me a little bit before that, no, saying no? Solos are bad in yeah. softball. They was, count against you. Actually, I take that back. I think it was a solo shot, but uh, but it was that, a it, it was a bottom of the sixth inning, a clutch situation for me too. By the way, bottom of the sixth inning, we play seven innings, and actually top of the seventh inning. No, 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 no. Bo- top of the sixth. Sorry, top of the sixth inning. We're tied up, and with two outs, I come up. Time's kind of winding down because we I think we had like an hour, hour five to play. I go oppo taco. Absolute okay. tank. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big oppo guy. So if you listen to this and play against me, you can play like five outfielders to the left side, and then I'll pull the ball. So you can't. Did you win? Yeah, yeah we won. We won. Uh, we ended up putting like a 12 spot on him that inning or something with two outs. It was pretty cool. Just okay. kept hitting and hitting. And yeah, it was it was good. You know, it was good. No, uh, we didn't play as well, you know, as, as the Angels did. That was a joke. I, I know. Crickets. That's why they were crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely crickets. So, guys, as always, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast, making us the best Angels podcast out there. Excited because we're going to talk some minor league baseball as well. Actually, not as always. We're going to start talking minor league baseball. We're going to start taking a trip around the Angels farm system and kind of going over every single team. We'll get that going after our game recap from the night before and just kind of recap how the farm system went, preview tomorrow's stuff or today's stuff whenever you're listening to this. And, you know, we'll just 
kind of. I hope we're not going to make it boring by talking about kind of the same thing over and over again. Hopefully it'll be refreshing. Hopefully we're able to talk about a lot of Angel's farm system news that goes on. It's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun as the AAA Salt Lake Bees open up today. It'll be a lot of fun to see Joe Adele play. Jaime Berea gets the opening day start and it'll just be a lot of fun there. But Guys, like I said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, making it the best Angels podcast out there, because I truly believe it is. If you can, subscribe to this podcast, give us a follow, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing, make sure we're doing a good job. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions suggestions for the show, you can follow us on any of our social medias, send us a message there, you can shoot us an email at talkinghalos at gmail.com. You can send myself a message and also follow me at Jared underscore Tim's on Twitter. You may also send Nate a message. Go complain to him because he loves to complain and he loves hearing all the complaints. I know, I forgot who it is that does it. He's already at Nate all the time about listening to us complain and I I love seeing that. It's, it's, It's a lot of fun to see all of you guys talking to us and meeting up with a lot of people at minor league games. Me and John, hopefully John's listening to this, able to meet up at the minor league game the other day and it was a lot of fun talking with him. We'll have to get John back on the show soon, but guys, give us one minute to pay the bills. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level, or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized, Q&As of Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is you can get all this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, enough with all the introductions. Nate, let's talk Angels baseball, Major League Angels baseball, because I know you have a bone to pick. And let's start with the Angels lineup today. That was, I, I, do we have any issues with today's lineup? The lineup went, and then I, I, I don't know if we can have issues or not because Otani started, Rendon went on the, on the 10-day IL. The lineup went as followed. David Fletcher, Taylor Ward, Mike Trout in center, Jared Walsh at first, Jose Iglesias at shortstop, Phil Goslin DHing, Juan Lagares in left, Kurt Suzuki behind the dish, and Jose Rojas at third base. Like I said, Otani did not hit today. He only pitched pitched pretty well. We'll go over his start in a second. Let's start with the lineup. Nate, I know you kind of have a bone to pick, so go for it. I don't really have a bone to pick. I just think it's kind of a, a laughable lineup. I think we talked about this a couple days ago. Um, scary moment seeing Rendon take one off the uh, off the knee, and we really were, were concerned because we know the depth that we have at third base. Um, it, it was very bad the last time he went out and, um, kind of get to see it today where it, it was a rough lineup. Um, interesting lineup that, uh, Joe put out there, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. You gotta, you gotta use the, uh, the 13 guys, 12 guys that you have, but I'm, I loved seeing, um, Taylor Ward in the lineup. 
I, I think he could be a guy that could get some more playing time and could actually really help this team. Um, the only thing that I find really funny is you got a guy hit with a 652 OPS hitting fifth. Personally, me, I, I prefer a guy hitting second who can bunt, maybe hit and run a little bit. I think Jose Iglesias fits that mold. Uh, would have been a little bit better at hitting two. Taylor Ward's got a little bit more power. Um, can drive the ball out of the ballpark. I, I think it makes more sense for him to hit fifth, but, you know, it is what it is. I, I'm not really too upset with the lineup because it kind of just, that's what they had. I, I don't know, though. It was a little odd that it was like they didn't know Yarborough was coming in today. Like, they just expected Kintridge to go deep into the game, which I think the most he's gone this year is about six outs, which is what he got to, uh, last night. But, uh, yeah, that was that was the one interesting thing because you kind of saw a lot of um, left. You saw a couple lefties that you're like, okay. And um, Pujols has been very, very good against lefties this year, and he was not in the lineup. So that was the only thing that I thought was concerned the only issue that I have, and I'm going to continue with this issue all year, is that Mike Trout's not batting second. Don't care who's batting. I don't care what lineup it is. Don't care who's batting where. Mike Trout needs to be batting second. It, it, the best hitter needs to bat second. He gets where he gets the most opportunities with runners on base in situations. It, it's not. I, I'd I'd like to see him leading off to just get the most at bats he can possibly get. I don't make lineups. I don't get paid to make lineups. That's where I stand, I or if, if we did, somebody would have a podcast about me saying, Jared, why is Mike Trout leading off? Bangrafts would be writing about me, but that, that, that's that's not where it's at. I don't, I don't hate him leading off, actually. I think that actually would be kind of interesting. Um, he doesn't swing at the first pitch, typically. Well, which, this year it's a little different. But swing. for the most part, he doesn't swing at the first pitch, which, you know, leading off a game, you're not swinging at the first pitch a lot. They don't typically like to pitch to him and so if he's leading off that's a free base runner to start the game you put a lefty hitting second with the hole over there at first I mean you give yourself a lot of options with him leading off I actually don't hate it no and and for me you look at Mike Trout is the best hitter in baseball by far no one's even really close like everybody has years that are kind of close no one's close to how consistent Mike Trout is and why wouldn't you want to get the most at-bats with him? I don't care if the, he gets one now at-bat with nobody on base and he, you know, he gets walked or he hits a solo shot or even if he gets out. It's, that's, that's fine. To be fair, he's hitting second or third. He's hitting with nobody on most of the time anyway. Yeah, I mean, nothing against David Fletcher. He's batting 264 with a 578 OPS. Fletcher doesn't strike out a lot, but in a sense, like... It, I, I, the analytical side of me says the best hitter bats second, but the make as get as much out of your lineup as you can says bat Mike Trout first, and then you put David Fletcher batting second, and you start playing 1985 baseball again, and you put on some hit and runs with David Fletcher who does not swing and miss, like it's 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 David Eckstein all over again, and I know the Angels are in a sense trying to recreate that 2002 team here, but it's not the same team, and you have to kind of make do with what you have, and I would bat Trout first. I would lead him off every single time. You're almost guaranteed getting a base runner on 
to some degree in that first inning, whether it's, I mean, can you imagine as a pitcher, you just got finished warming up, you come out there, hopefully the Angels shut down the offense in the first inning, they won't go one, two, three, and all of a sudden now you have to face Mike Trout as your first Shohei batter. Otani and then Anthony Rendon. Shohei Otani and Anthony Rendon, like, I don't care who you are, if you're Clayton Jake Kershaw, if you're, I, I don't care if you're Jake DeGrom. That's not a fun one, two, three to face. And then even putting David Fletcher in the two-hole, like I just said, to put on that little bit of hit-and-run action is, you know, really, I, I, that's a that's a scary lineup. Granted, Rendon's hurt, Otani pitched, and we can talk about lineups all day. Otani will be in the lineup today. But for me, I want to maximize how many at-bats Mike Trout can get. And if he can get an extra 40 plate appearances from batting in at leadoff, Compared to batting third, I will do that in a heartbeat any day. 40 more plate appearances for the best player in baseball is an extra, what, two to three home runs, right? He's getting on base at this moment 50% of the time. So he's getting on base in 20 of those plate appearances. That's a huge game changer. And it's, I, I just, for me, I, I, I would rather maximize Mike Trout. And that's the best way to maximize Mike Trout is getting him to the plate as many times as possible. And yeah, Mookie that, that, leads off of the other LA team. Mookie Betts, right? Yeah, yeah. And Mookie Betts is the second best player in baseball. I don't care who who you're talking to. Mookie Betts is the second best player in baseball. What was that? He leads off for the Dodgers, so I mean, it's not crazy. No, uh, I I think I think lineups get overlooked a lot. I I do, and I think that they get overthought about a lot as well. I think that you need to know your lineup and understand your lineup but i think that if you can maximize your lineup find a way to maximize your lineup do it 100 percent. and i this lineup that the angels put out tonight was not maximized at all so let's get on to shohei otani's start he pitched five plus innings i think nate you told you said i didn't watch the game but nate, he, uh otani came back out for the fifth inning and then was replaced by inning. in the sixth inning sorry he came out for the sixth was replaced by chris rodriguez but the line goes as followed for otani it's a pretty typical Shohei Otani line at the moment. It is. Five, five innings, one hit, no runs, six walks, seven strikeouts. Shohei Otani is unbelievable. I would assume he was probably sitting 94 to 97 tonight, Nate. I don't know if you noticed velocity at all. I wasn't paying attention to Velo, honestly, because that's not really something I care about when it comes to him. It's can he execute. Well, give us a little breakdown on Shohei Otani's start. Tell, let's see. I, 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 you watch Shohei Otani's start, right? You watch this game? Uh, for the most part, yeah. I mean, it was a very typical start for him. He went out and uh, dominated the strike zone. Guys, guys had very bad cuts against him all night long. Um, but, I mean, very, very normal. Six walks, seven strikeouts in five innings. It's kind of what you come to expect out of him is – Probably gets through five, probably walks five-plus guys, and probably strikes out eight, seven, eight, ten guys. So, yeah, nothing too too different. You didn't really miss too much, Jared, honestly. Like, if you've seen one of Otani's starts, pretty much what you got tonight. Yeah, 15 swings and misses. I'm on Baseball Savant right now with, with what he did. He he was up to 98 to 99 miles an hour a couple times, so there's that's still in the tank, but... Should we really even be worried about the walks? Like, yes, I think we should, but I mean, with how good his stuff is, if you can get five innings like this out of Shohei Otani every day, granted, we'll talk about the bullpen here in a second. 
Like, it's not a bad thing, right? No, and to be fair, that's the last thing that comes back after TJ. Uh, Velo is usually something that comes back relatively quick, um, but accuracy, control, that's something that some guys don't ever really get back to where they were. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really too concerned. I think he still has some time to work on some mechanics and get back to where he was two years ago. But, I mean, after TJ, this is very common to uh, to struggle with control early. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. Honestly, he looks great. He looks like Shohei Otani from Japan. He looks like rookie year Shohei Otani, and I think that that's better than what you can really hope for. So... Didn't get to say it before, but the Angels fall to 13 and 16, four and a half games back of the Oakland A's for first in the AL West. They are currently in last place, 38.1% chance of making the playoffs. Their win-loss percentage has gone down to 85 wins and 77 losses. So, Nate, let's move on to the bullpen, shall we? Chris Rodriguez came in after Otani pitched and win an inning. A lot of people were wondering why he got taken out after the game. Joe Madden said that he was dealing with a little shoulder soreness. Hopefully nothing comes about of that. But on to what I think you really want to talk about because we said this off the record. Junior Guerra coming in, putting giving up the three spot, getting a loss, blowing a save in a sense. Uh, an inning, a third of an inning, two hits, three runs. I think, who was it? Brandon Lau that hit the, hit the home yep. run off of him. Yeah, Lau is the spoiler tonight for the Angels. And, Nate, I know you had some critical words to say about some of these moves. What do you got to say about the bullpen? I mean, Myers was like kind of half available tonight coming back from uh, the Co- I, the COVID. COVID protocols. IL. Yeah. He was activated before the game. But it, it feels like Myers and Guerra have to throw in every single game. Um I, we might want to check to see what the record is for most games pitched out of the pen because those two are probably on pace to shatter it, um, both of them. And I don't know. It's like you, you really, if you dive into the numbers right now, you say, wow, the bullpen has been really bad lately, right? Uh, they lose Tony Watson. Myers goes on, on the IL for two days. Uh, and I think they, they just – designated Ben Rowland for assignment. So, like, they've lost some some guys out of the pen, obviously. But we need to get some length out of our starters. It is getting ridiculous. Five innings out of a starter is tough. And and we're not even getting five innings. I mean, Bundy, you can pencil him in for six. He's going to grind through six. Even when he doesn't have his best stuff, he's going to grind through six for you, which is fantastic. That's kind of what you need. Um, But after that... Heaney's, you know me, I'm telling you right now, five innings stops with him. Well, Heaney's uh, starting tomorrow, so we'll talk about Heaney in a second. Or starting today, should I say. You're, you're getting that four and a third out of him. Canning's, you know, that four and a third. Um, Quintana, that he's about that two and two-third guy. And it's almost to the point where um, I'm starting to wonder if it's time to move Jose Quintana to the bullpen. And I know that's early. We're in May, and and we're already talking about moving Quintana to the bullpen. But how much longer are we going to allow our starters to go three or four innings, maybe five on a good night, and just tax that bullpen? I mean, 
You can only use so many guys out of the bullpen, and it seems like it's the same guys every single night that come out. Um, we talked about roles a couple nights ago. It feels like the roles are pretty established, and you know if we're if we're getting beat pretty bad, we go to a guy for a couple innings. If we got a lead, you know the goal is to get the ball to Myers in the eighth inning. You know, hopefully Watson or Claudio is probably pitching, um, depending on if they're actually lefty up in that seventh. And then that sixth inning is usually a Junior Guerra inning or a Chris Rodriguez inning. So it's it's getting very, very old watching these starting pitchers go out there. And, and I know you'll, you'll look at the, the, the war and, and all that stuff and tell me they've been really good. But uh, I honestly don't care about the stupid war. It, it loves strikeouts, and I, I don't care about strikeouts. We, we have to go deep into the game. Otani threw... 84 pitches, you have a lead, can, can we let him try and work himself out of it? He has the best stuff in baseball. Um, I, have there no, stat, I have no issue with you saying that either, because he does. He does. There was a stat uh, a couple days ago, um, he has thrown a splitter 20 times with two strikes. 19 of them have ended in strikeouts. They are 0 for 20 against them, against the splitter with two strikes. And 19 of them have ended in a strikeout. So can we let him work his way out of a jam for once and not say, what What if he goes out there and gets a double play? Now we have, I know he's facing a lefty, but he's got good enough stuff to, to get the lefty out. So he gets a double play, next guy pops up. He's at about 90 pitches through five, or through six, excuse me. Maybe you run him back out there for the seventh. You know, maybe it's C-Rod helps him out, finishes the seventh inning, and now it's, Myers and, and Iglesias for the 8th and ninth. I, it's just very frustrating that we hear we want to play 1985 baseball, 1978 baseball, whatever he keeps saying. But he goes back and forth. I mean, one day it's we want to play that way, and he actually does play that way. And then the next day it's we want to play that way, and it's very traditional baseball like right now. It's in the moment baseball where it's, oh, you know, he's faced the lineup three times, he's done no matter what. And I, I just, I want some consistency. I want to see these pitchers actually pitch. We pay a lot of money for these guys to be very average. There's I, my rant. I'm done. You're good. I I agree. There was, I, when did Heaney, I believe, got taken out in seven, 79 pitches through five innings, and you take Heaney out, I believe, of his last start, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I'm with I'm with you on that. I'd, I'd like to see Angel starters go a little bit deeper. I, I, I really would. I'd like to see a little bit longer of a leash see guys work out of stuff when, when it comes to ho- or when it comes to Shohei Otani's splitter coming into today hitters in their in their career against Otani's splitter three for 78 with one extra base hit and 55 strikeouts that's unbelievable that is the best pitch in baseball by far granted I mean he's only played three years but it's it's stupid it's stupid to see what he does uh, as far as Jose Quintana, whether or not he gets taken out of the rotation anytime soon, I, I, I don't think so. You gotta, you gotta kind of live with it. I think he's kind of been a tough luck pitcher. I know we look at ERA being a, a ten point five nine ERA, seventeen innings pitched. I know it's not great. Trust me, I, I, I get that, guys. He's striking out a bunch of guys, which is usually a good sign of things moving forward. I, I, I don't look at strikeouts as a now stat. I look at it moving forward. I think that. If you're striking guys out, you have the swing and miss stuff, and your other stuff is going to come along. 
it's just tough to see another one-year deal like Jose Quintana doing this again. He's got a 4.58 FIP, which isn't too bad, takes into luck. A 3.65 XFIP. And so, I mean, he hasn't... Looking at the no. ERA, I, I get, I do, I get it, Nate. I, I, I get it, looking at the ERA. 14 walks and, 14 walks and 17 innings. Exactly. It's no, that, that's, that's, that's the only issue, is, is the walks. And I'd love to see Angels pitchers pitch to contact a lot more. And, and we're we both pitchers defense, here. Defense. I, I agree, well... We we're not going to get on the defense tonight because I don't have any defensive stats pulled up, and I I don't want to look at the defensive stats because I'm scared that the Angels. I think actually somebody told me today that the Angels had the worst fielding percentage in baseball. So when it comes to the Angels actually having that, having the best defense in baseball, if you're looking at fielding percentage, which I know a lot of people don't, I I, I you could a dis you could totally disagree with you, Nate. There, so I mean I'm I get it. I do. I I know where you're at. We'll get on to somebody who could replace Quintana when we get to the minor league news. I know you want to talk about another situation that happened late in the game for the Angels. So if you want to talk about that, we we can totally get into that. I I just think the pitching has had some tough luck. It's it, it's it's been like this forever. I know you guys are being like Jared. The definition of insanity is listening and watching the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result well this is what's happening right now is the same things happening over and over again with the angels pitching and it's just not not the same and i i get it guys i, I do you have all the right to complain 100 percent. come and complain to me i i'm i'm all for it i'll listen to you i i'm a nobody but i'll, I'll listen to you all day complain and I, i'll maybe argue with you a little bit about some stuff but more than happy to listen to you guys complain about stuff I, I i'm i'm with you on that i like listening to nate complain about it because i mean everybody needs to show a little bit of emotion and it's tough watching the angels not show much emotion about stuff like if i, I, I like you said i mean if if i'm mad and i'm letting some guys stay out there a little bit longer like you got to get into the 100 110 pitch mark because this bullpen cannot continue to take this type of wear and tear it it if you think that this team is a, if you're hoping that this team's going to go to the playoffs, you you need to start hope hoping that your pitching is going to get deeper and deeper into games because it's not this bullpen can't continue to do this. It, it it can't happen. So Nate, I'll let you take it away with the other situation that you saw in tonight's game, and then we'll get on to the uh, trip around the farm system, and we'll, we'll kind of call it a day. I just want to get your opinion on this. You know, I I want to talk this through with you because I, again. The consistency with what kind of baseball are we going to be playing? Are we going to be playing uh, baseball where it's everyone's trying to hit a home run, or are we going to be playing small ball, hit and run, steal bases, kind of like what we saw in spring training? First and second, nobody out. You're chasing two. It's three to one in the bottom of the eighth. Phil Gosselin's at the plate, the designated hitter of the night. Again, a kind of a weird one, but okay. Why are we letting him hit away? First question actually should be, is he the guy that we want hitting with first and second nobody out? And if the question, if the answer is yes, the only reason why he's hitting or he's hitting in that situation is to lay down a sack bump. Correct? Who's pitching at the time? Ryan Thompson. So a righty. Yeah. Gosling's a righty, sinker ball pitcher. Yeah. Right on right, you're probably going to see yeah. sinkers and sliders. And you have Ligaris on deck, which mm-hmm. I, if I'm managing this team in a 3-1 ball game at the time, correct? Yep. 
tying run. You can move the tying run another ninety feet. You can put a, yep. a tie. You can put tying run in scoring position. Absolutely. I'm bunting there, even though it says do not bunt. Even though the analytics say don't bunt, I'm bunting there. I'm trying to put the bunt down with Phil Gosling, knowing that I'm I have Juan Lagares up next, who is actually going to be Justin Upton. I'd pinch. I would have pinch hit then Lagares for up or Upton for Lagares, hoping that you get the ball in the air and you don't get any swings and misses out of him. And then for Suzuki, I'm putting Stassi in the game. I'm putting. I'm, I'm hitting Stassi in that at at that juncture because Suzuki's catching two. And I'm hoping that with Suzuki coming up, then it's a 3-2 ball game with a runner on third. You have a wild sinker baller. I believe Ryan Thompson's kind of a side armor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, but they took him out after he got that double play. They, oh, I mean, Gosselin rolls into a double play. But again, in, in hindsight, I'm I'm bunting there. I am, and I think you agree with me. And yeah. that, that, this, is, this is where I think I differ from a lot of people, is the analytics say don't bunt. But when a situation like this comes along where you have the opportunity to move the tying run into scoring position, oh, and then you can pinch it for put in Justin Upton or Albert Pujols and, you know, are able to get the ball in the air and get out of that double play, I would I would 100% do it. And, and you, might, you might not even have to pinch it up in there. Maybe the uh, analytical Tampa Bay Rays say, Hey, there's a base open. We put the guy on. Now we have the winning run at first base mm-hmm. with Kurt Suzuki up. You can pinch it up, then you can pinch it Sassy, you can pinch it Pujols. It just gives you so many more options because, you know, they're going to play the game by the numbers, and the numbers there will probably say to put a guy on. Um, so, I don't know. I, I just didn't understand the situation. It's not what? like Mike Trout was at the dish. What, inning, not, what inning was that? Bottom of the eighth. So bottom of the eighth, and and again, this is also something that's kind of interesting. That I, I if you're if you're you, you listened to it a couple minutes ago, what we said with the with the batting order would be with we had no outs there, and you have a chance hypothetically to get Mike Trout up to the dish with possibly a runner on base in the ninth inning as well. But he's batting third, so you now need to continue to you you have to push the lineup over more and more. If he's batting leadoff or if he's batting second. In this situation, granted, this is just the situation from tonight, you have the opportunity to roll the lineup over. From what it looks like, Mike Trout was either left on deck or left in the hole. David Fletcher, it looks like, was the last out of the game, if I'm yes. not mistaken. So you leave the best hitter in baseball on deck, well, technically on deck, in the, in the hole. hole, and instead of making the last out of the game. Even if you bunt there and you get a sack fly, right, you get out of the inning, and let's say for fun Suzuki makes the last out of the inning, you're a base runner away from allowing Mike Trout to come up with the game on the line, two outs, and he's the winning run. 100%. That's exactly why. This goes back to our conversation about a lineup mattering. Uh, why, Why is Mike Trout batting third? Like, I get it that he is... Suppose he's he, you want him in at bat with at bats with runners on base, but no offense to David Fletcher or or Taylor Ward, that's not the case with these guys. It's it's not like you have Anthony Rendon and Shohei Otani batting in front of you getting on base. You have again no offense David Fletcher who's been a subpar hitter this year, and Taylor Ward who you just called up from AAA batting in front of Mike Trout trying to get on base. 
Like, there's no excuse for having Mike Trout at that spot in in the lineup, and and it and it, and it proves it again last night or, or tonight or whenever you're listening to this podcast that you know you, you I, I you can't put Mike Trout batting third. Like, it's a difference between winning a ball game and not winning a ball game. It, it really is. Like, Trout gets an opportunity with a runner on base. Like, there's a chance he hits the ball out of the ballpark. There's a good chance too with the way he's hit, swinging the bat. So I, I'm I'm with you on that. If you, the answer you're looking for is yes, I'm, I would bunt 100% there because it rolls over the lineup a little bit farther to see if you can get the top of the order up sooner so you can eventually make it to Mike Trout, who's batting third. So I'm all for it. I, I'm with you on that, Nate. I, I think that there's a time and a place for bunting. It's not an all-the-time thing, but I do believe this was the time and the place to bunt. So do you disagree with me, Nate? No, no, that's kind of what I was looking for. I mean, the only other scenario that, that would have made sense is you pinch it for Gosselin there because he's the DH. Um, but other than that, like, it's either bunch or pinch it. That's not really the scenario you're you're looking for. Phil Gosselin, who just got called up two days ago, um, to, to try and – I don't even know what you're hoping for in that situation. What are you hoping he does? Well, for, for me, again, also in a 3-1 game, you have 8-9-1 coming up. Your eight batter being Kurt Suzuki. Why are you not pinch hitting? Well, you know, in the ninth inning, you had eight, nine, one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not pinching, pinch hitting for Kurt Suzuki to try to get somebody on base. You're not pinch hitting Justin Upton, who's on the bench. Granted, I mean, we're talking about pinch hitting Justin Upton or or Albert Pujols, which isn't ideal, but it's better than putting up Kurt Suzuki or who's in the nine hole there, Jose Rojas. Like I, 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 again, why, why, why not pinch hit one for one of those guys? So, Nate, I don't want to make this podcast too long. I we're trying to keep no, it a little bit good. short. I, I, I'm with you on it. I, I am. I, I, I don't want to disagree with Joe Madden that much because I, I, I don't know if he listens to this podcast. He probably doesn't. I don't know if anybody, you know, big even listens to this podcast. And I, I'm not one to disagree, but you know, at, at some point you have to look at it and and you have to look at some of these plays and some of these lineups and some of the bullpen decisions and some of the pitching decisions in general and say, man, the, the angels are 13 and 16. Should they really be 13 and 16? I don't know. Should the angels really be 13 and 16? Nate, yes or no, before we get onto the minor leagues? Probably, probably not, but it just means my, my number for the season is looking more and more likely. All right. All right. So let's get on to a trip around the Angels farm system. Triple-A did not play today. The double-A Trash Pandas lost 6-1. to Pretty good pitching matchup there in opening night because opening night got postponed. It was Hunter Green for the Reds against Reed Detmers making his minor league professional debut, should I say. On the hitting side of things, Mitch Ney went 1-for-3 with a walk. Reed Detmers, who made his professional debut, goes an inning in two-thirds. 48 pitches, 30 strikes, gives up three hits on three earned runs, two walks, and two Ks. Do not panic, please. It was his first start, and you know you, you got to kind of work from somewhere. And I don't think there's really an issue with Detmers getting taken out after that first inning. He was on a probably on a 50-pitch limit. We'll probably continue to see it go up, which is why I don't think we see Quintana leave the rotation anytime soon. I think you have to give Reed Detmers a little bit of time maybe five starts or so to get adjusted and see where he's at because he might not even be ready. Uh, when you look at the high A tri- or Tri-City Dust Devils, they won 11-6. to 
another big offensive night for them. Jordan Adams went two for five with his first home run of the year, a triple, two runs, and four riblets. Francisco Valle goes three for five with a home run, his first of the year, a double, two runs, and two RBIs. Greg Valiz, one of the pitchers that the Angels drafted, I believe, in 2019 out of, I think he pitched out of Miami, actually. Two innings, one hit, two strikeouts. Angels, or uh, Dust Devils pitchers in general, general pitched pretty well that night. And in high, or in low A, the 66ers lost. Uh, Caleb Skyers, Skyers, yes, goes one for four with a home run. Jose Bonilla goes two for five with a run. Jeremiah Jackson, 0 for four with a walk, a run, and two stolen bases. Kyron Paris goes two for three. His first two hits of his professional career, I believe. I don't think he ever played in the AZL. Uh, he hits a triple, a run, and a walk, and two stolen bases as well. The strikeout, num- strikeout numbers continue to total there in high air and low A. Jose Salvador, who the Angels acquired in the Brian Goodwin deal, went four and a third giving up one hit, one earned, a walk on 12 strikeouts. Yes, 12 of the 13 outs recorded for Sal- Salvador were strikeouts. Nate, anybody, uh, that'll be our final thoughts. Anybody uh, kind of, you know, stick out to you there? Uh, no, just my, my boys coming up with hits, Kyron Paris and uh, Jordan Adams. And I did look it up. Um, Kyron Paris did play in the fall, uh, Arizona League. He, he was 3 for 10 in that league, so... It, it was not his first professional hit, but first uh, high hit though. First hit uh, first since hit. 2019, so I'll yeah. give it to him. I, I don't know how much you can take into Arizona League stats and such like that. So for all intensive purposes, I think it's his first professional hit. So yeah, I'm excited for minor league baseball to be back. We're going to be talking a lot more of that. I apologize that this podcast got a little bit long, but I hope you guys like the insight we brought. I think that you know the conversations we had earlier. I hope they don't continue to go on. I feel like they might about bullpen decisions and lineup decisions and everything in between. So, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Follow us on all our social medias. You can follow me on Twitter, Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34. And, guys, have a great rest of your day. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.